What's poppin' everybody? How y'all doing? I see player partner Big Gator, Gator Love, Gold Chain Gator, Spiffy Gator, Turtleneck Gator, Gator Uchiha, aka Mr. Where's My Lighter, and this is episode 40 of the Swamp Life Podcast. Welcome back for those of you who have tuned in, and welcome to the Swamp for those of you who may be listening for the first time. Hopefully you guys have had a nice week or a nice day since the last time you heard this voice. Yeah, it's been a pretty good week so far. I've just been working on my pessimism because anytime I have a good day or a good week, I feel like something is going to ruin it. You know what I mean? I just have that feeling in the back of my head. So in that sense, I end up ruining my own day because I'm looking for something to ruin the day and I can't just end up enjoying that day. But man, so far it's been a pretty good week. And, you know, let me knock on... I had to knock on some wood real quick because I don't want to ruin it, but but it'd be, it would be dope if I could just keep this momentum going and then just have a whole really good 2019. That'd be something, wouldn't it? Shit. But before that, let's go ahead and jump back to 2009. I'm sure everybody's seen it on social media by now. You might have posted one. I'm sure everybody's seen it online by now. You might have posted one. And I'm not really sure how it started or why the 10-year challenge became such a viral thing, but... I didn't post one myself, and it's going to sound corny. It's just for the simple fact of I didn't want to look 10 years back and feel the need to look back 10 years and be proud of where I am now. I'm more so looking 10 years ahead and looking at where I would like to be 10 years from now. I'm using that as motivation. Just saying it out loud, it sounds kind of corny, but it's so interesting how some of the, like, some for some of these people, 10 years ago was their glory day. You know, like 10 years ago was their prime and you see some of these people posted their pictures now, and it's like, holy shit. What happened to you? And I, I don't, <laughs> that sounds so mean, I know, but there are so many people, and it's like, there's so many people posting these pictures, and it's like, holy shit. Like, you used to have it 10 years ago. Like, female wise, like, damn, you used to be really beautiful 10 years ago. Like, what happened? Or like, niggas. You used to be a really good athlete, bro. What the fuck are you doing with your life now? Well, you used to have bread 10 years ago. Like, what the fuck were you doing? Seeing all these people... Seeing all the people who had it 10 years ago just completely turned me off as to... It completely... Seeing all the people that had it 10 years ago completely just motivated me to not look 10 years back, but to more so look 10 years ahead as to where I'm going to be 10 years from now. And just to really implement and take the steps like i said in the first episode of the year just really take the steps to be where i want to be 10 years from now as opposed to be one of these people posting one of these pictures that used to have it goodness gracious my legs are sore than a two dollar slut on a saturday night fuck oh, i just went to cross my leg and I almost fell um but where was i oh like i said I mentioned people that used to have it, and I didn't really know where to start with this topic because the interview started somewhere and then it just went all over the place. And I'm talking about the Soldier Boy interview that he did with the Breakfast Club today. It was honestly one of the best interviews. <laughs> they covered everything, everything that pretty much happened in 2018, everything that happened to Soldier Boy in 2016 and 17. Everything that be everything that we've been wanting to know about Soldier Boy, they pretty much covered, and I and I was here for it. And you low key got to see how smart Soldier Boy is, because you know 
on Instagram, I feel like Soldier Boy is just a complete fucking idiot. I don't follow him, but every now and then Soldier Boy goes viral. And when these videos come up, it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? I think that's everyone's question as soon as one of these videos come up. The very first thing you picture, regardless of any time you see Soldier Boy, is going to be Crank That Soldier Boy. Regardless of the image he tries to create now, when he became famous for our generation, and the way our perception will remain of him will always be the Crank That Soldier Boy. And not that that is an issue or anything, I think he can grow and evolve, but I think now he's starting to, um, just from the interview, it seems like he somewhat understands his pioneerness now, or it seems like he understands that he'll be he'll always be viewed as that Crank That Soldier Boy, and how iconic and legendary that that figure actually is in hip hop still to this very day. Because if you think about it, like he highlighted in the, in the interview, Soldier Boy was was one of, if not the very first artist to be popping on the internet. You could also throw Joe Budden into there. So, you know, I mean, they were the two first artists to really work and pop on the internet. But Soldier Boy, being from the younger generation, he was really like the one to use. He was really the one to utilize the internet to gain extreme success. It's crazy as shit to say this out loud. You feel me? But I was of age when Soldier Boy popped. When when Soldier Boy first popped off. And you clicked on the song to down you clicked to download a song online where whatever song you were downloading and it was one of the Soldier Boy songs. I remember when everybody was saying Soldier Boy killed hip hop. I remember when this nigga was rapping the most simple lyrics ever and everyone was saying this was gonna spawn a whole ass generation of kids who are just not gonna be able to rap putting out music. And it's crazy because we've reached this generation. I think he'll never fully get his credit for the things he pioneered in the game right now, but if you really do a breakdown, no, he really has influenced damn near all of these artists in some way, especially the ones coming out the South. Just look at their whole blueprint. It's it's exactly what Soldier Boy was doing. He highlighted this as well, Takashi 69 his whole blueprint is what Soldier Boy was doing in 2016 and 17. Except Soldier Boy wasn't really dropping any music to go along with all the beef he was engaging with. But just imagine if Soldier Boy would have had a hot record while he was beefing with Chris Brown and beefing with the Migos. While he was about to box Chris Brown if he would have had a, just a decent track out. Think about how much money that, or think about how much, uh, think about how much people would have ate that song up just because of how much his name was in the news. Then then you also got to see how much of a liar Soldier Boy is as well. Because they talked about, I'm not sure people remember, but a while ago, I think it was like two years, he announced a, deal, a $400 million deal with the World Porco Association. And like, I said that's so weird and I can't say it again because I tried three times. He announced that $400 deal and they tried to talk about it in the interview and the company came out, and, I, I didn't even see this, but apparently the company came out and addressed what he said and apparently it was only it wasn't a 400 million dollar deal it was actually a, a stock i believe they said it was a stock exchange and it was actually only valued at 2.5 million dollars and soldier boy was like hey man millions is millions you know what i mean it was that and he just tried to mumble his way past that and it was like hold on pimp what do you mean the interview just honestly jumped all over the place because they would go from something like something like i just spoke of 
and jump right into how he didn't have the biggest comeback of 2018. And if you don't follow Soldier Boy on Instagram, I don't follow Soldier Boy on Instagram either. I highly recommend just just take a gander to his page and just check out his most recent videos. It's it's very much worth it. You won't be let down. Having the biggest comeback of 2018. I would say that's pretty much what sparked him being on the show. He also, I'm sure everyone's seen the video game console and the Soldier Watch that he released. The video game console, as he started to explain it more and as he actually started to talk about his entrepreneurship, I actually want to support Soldier Boy. I can't even lie to y'all. I mean, because if you think about it, why can't a black man create a video game console that is similar to PS2 and Nintendo? And these are things I'm going to have to fact check, but what he also highlighted was the console has 800 preset games already installed into it. So you don't even have to go out and buy any of these games that you want. It already comes with one controller. There's things that I would personally have to fact check before I give a real opinion on the console and his entrepreneurship for real. But just on the surface from the interview, first impression, you can tell Soldier Boy does a lot of shit for attention. You can also tell that there's a level of calculation behind the things that he does. He's not just out here pulling the Takashi 69 and causing all this tension to himself. That's also going to lead to him getting arrested. He'll cause all this attention to himself and then then he'll solve something that's going to make profit. He talked about so many things in this interview. He talked about he spoke on Kanye West and I was completely on board with Big Draco for like the first 30 seconds of his rant. He started to just ramble. For the first 30 seconds of his speech, he was really on point with what he was saying. And he he started to talk about how Kanye was riding Louis Vuitton's dick and then dropped weak shoes and then started working with Adidas and then dropped weak shoes. While I disagree about uh while I disagree that he's I can't I'm not gonna comment on a grown man riding whatever. But I do like some of the Yeezys, so that's my only disagreement there. I'm not gonna call all the Yeezys ugly, but some of those are what the fucks. He's talked about him supporting Trump and how that's bullshit and how he's, his voice is too powerful in the black community. And then I was like, all right, soldier, you're right, nigga, keep going. And then he just, it, it fell off. And then he just, he didn't have much else to say after that, but he wanted to keep going. So he kind of just started to talk into a circle. But very good interview. I would highly recommend it. Another thing aside from Soldier Boy actually being a real pioneer in this that I took away from the interview was... I'm very interested in watching the Soldier Boy movie. <laughs> like, I really want to know what happened when he quote unquote got robbed in his house. I really want to know if he shot this nigga five times. He told a hell of a story. You know, aside from Soldier Boy actually being a real pioneer in the game, something else I really took away from the interview, or something else that I'm looking forward to after the interview now, is the Soldier Boy movie. And honestly, I would have never said that before watching the interview. But I'm hella interested as to what happened in his house when he was quote-unquote robbed. I'm not sure if everyone's seen that Vlad, interv Vlad TV interview where he's where the original Soldier Boy challenge spawned from. Where he talks about um, how he shot these two niggas in his house. How he came out the studio. It just some, I can't even reenact it. But it was a very elaborate, just incredibly detailed fake-ass story about him shooting two people. And he made it sound like he killed one of them because he walked over and and looked at him, pulled his mask off, looked at him and said, fuck, I know you, <laughs> and then shot him, but he made it seem like he just shot him in the back of the head, and after that, after they talked about the robbery and everything, Charlemagne talked about how didn't he have cameras in his house, and Soldier Boy then says, you gotta wait for the movie, so apparently, 
he signed a deal with AMC and they're releasing the Soldier Boy movie and it's supposed to be coming out this year and it's going to be released in all AMC theaters so we gonna see and if it does come out I'm gonna watch it I ain't even gonna lie to y'all I'll give y'all a full review but I definitely want to know what happened especially if they're gonna use the real footage and I feel like they can use a lot of the real footage since it's been it wasn't even deemed as a crime on his part and if it was any kind of crime I would be I would believe it's past the statute of limitations right now so definitely interested to see what that's gonna look like and before I move on let me take a hit of this weed real quick unfortunately I don't know what the strain of the week is I got this weed from my dad and he don't really be smoking weed that deserves a name but this weed looked okay so I had to take a nug because I was out of weed and we had to do the show so you know we gonna make it happen Captain. Man, with this government shutdown, I'm not sure. And with this government shutdown, make sure you check what your milk and all your food and shit is looking like as well. Because I seen a video on Twitter and this lady was pouring her milk into the sink. It originally came from Facebook, so more people may have seen it. But she was pouring her milk down the sink and she was pulling like string cheese out of the milk. It wasn't. That's the best way I can describe it. It looked like string cheese. It wasn't rotten or anything the milk was just coming out I don't know what that was like I don't know if that's fat or what that is but that shit was disgusting I'm still in the small minority or I'm not even sure if it's a small minority it may be a lot bigger than what Twitter makes it seem to be but I'm still in the group of people that still ingest cow milk but after watching that ugh, I can't even do it Honestly, I haven't, it's not like I drink cow milk all the time, or it's not like I eat cereal every morning or anything like that, but I, it's, I wasn't going to buy, I wasn't going to the store to buy almond milk if I needed milk. You know, my first instinct was always to buy regular cow milk. And after seeing that video, it, uh, like I said, I just don't know if I can do it. A nigga got a gun through TSA at the Atlanta airport. What the fuck is going on here? Now, aside the, from the fact that the government's been shut down for 24 days, when do they plan on paying them? And I know the shitty thing about this 100% is the president is completely willing to hold out because it has no effect on his well-being whatsoever. Regardless, the Secret Service is still going to get paid. Donald still has enough money to fucking hire his own private security agency if the somehow the Secret Service was to not be paid. This, the government shutdown doesn't affect his livelihood in the slightest, but it does really just make you wonder, how are these people paying their bills? I was shocked that this has also trickled down to the National Guard. Like, this is a branch of military that's not getting paid. Like, this shit is real. How are these people, and the branch of military is, them not being paid is huge. I'm not sure if the free living, I'm not sure if the living expenses are taking out of their check, so I'm putting them in a separate category for now. My One of my biggest discrepancies is what the government employees for like the post office and employees like TSA, how are they eating and paying their bill? How are they living right now? What are their landlords and PG&E companies and phone bill companies, what are all these places saying to the, to the people who work for the government? 
if they're still expected to be if they're still expected or required to be at work and they're not being paid how are they going to survive if i really want to know what these people are doing that is that is fucking frightening i don't have a government job but to think that if i you would think a government job would be one of the most secure jobs that you could actually acquire as opposed to fucking working for a million dollar corporate chain and to think that the president has no issue with this continuing is also another frightening thing for the simple fact of how long does he expect everyday workers to defend our country or to keep our country safe when they can't survive and just in moving on sad to say but my charger took an L this weekend it was very disappointing because there were a lot of people surprisingly who had, who really had a lot of belief in the Chargers aside from the Chargers fans there were a lot of people who really picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl and while I didn't appreciate random niggas jumping on the bandwagon I was here for the support and I wanted the team to feel the support especially what happened to, after what happened to Brandon Maybane RIP to his daughter that shit just He lost his seven-week-old daughter after being after she was born with a disease that they deemed incurable. They had to make a decision, and he still played on Sunday. And I had to. Uh, I just wanted to give a personal like offer of the utmost respect and condolences because I don't know. I don't even have kids, but I don't know how I would react after. Whew. I don't even have kids, man, but being around my niece the way I am already, I can't even imagine, you know, the, the how he processed or dealt with that emotion, especially her only being seven weeks old. I give him the utmost respect and offer my deepest condolences because I don't even know how a person moves forward after that. But he still played in the game on Sunday. He still held it down. He still did his thing. And... I don't know if I should have viewed it this way, but I felt like the team should have rallied around him and really and rally around him and make that effort worth something. Like this is make it bigger than the game. Make him being there worth being there. Make him feel that level of happiness, even if even if it's only for one second, even if it was only for one second, he could smile. He could smile and feel proud and accomplished about something, even if it was only for that one moment. I just really wanted the team to have that. And I'm sure there were a numerous amount of players that also wanted that. But in just watching the game, the effort was not there. And that shit was so disappointing. I'm not really sure what happened. The Patriots just came out and thumped us. The run game was on point. We had Joey Bo <clears throat> we had Melvin Ingram getting moved, Joey Bosa getting moved. We had Gronk just reaching the secondary, blocking our linebackers. It was just and then Sony Mitchell just Sony Michelle just ran all over us, man. It just overall wasn't a good game for us and it sucked because you can tell Philip Rivers was putting so much into the game. And you know, Philip doesn't have many years left, so us being in this position and us being so close, it sucked that the team, it didn't seem that the team put forth the proper effort to really rally behind those two players. And you know, while Phillip's at this age right now, we should just go ahead and draft Kyler Murray since he's going to go ahead and go into the draft. And I don't know, 
Honestly, I'm not sure if that was the best decision for him. Um, I don't know how good he is at baseball. I don't watch baseball, or especially college baseball, but he was drafted ninth overall. So I would assume that would, you know, make him a pretty decent baseball player. But he's still going to enter the NFL draft. He was in a stalemate with the A's. They had a. It was reported that he wanted to get 15 million in order to go play baseball right now. And if he didn't get that money, he was going to enter the draft. And they didn't give him the money, so they have him projected at. They have him going from anywhere from 13 to 15, and I believe those teams were the Broncos and the Cardinals. Now I feel like him going to the Broncos might work for the simple fact of John Elway being there. John Elway being a former baseball player who was drafted. They might have some level of connection. Now him going to the Cardinals, they just fucking drafted Josh Rosen. Why would they draft a whole nother why would they draft a quarterback a year later that didn't play in, in an, any kind of similar system? They would have to change the whole system around if they drafted Kyler Murray and kept Josh Rosen. Unless they plan to use Josh Rosen's trade value, which I don't think he has much of, and traded Josh Rosen plus the 13th pick to elevate themselves up into the top 10, which is pretty, I would say is probably doable, but I would, I'm not sure which team would take that. It, I would, it would have to be a team that was already scouting Josh beforehand and felt like the Cardinals coaching staff just didn't do a good job with him once he arrived. That's the only way I could see that happening because when Josh came in, he looked like a rookie, but he looked like a rookie and from the one game I seen, he didn't show too much upside. Honestly, I'm not even, I'm gonna keep it G with y'all. I didn't watch too many Cardinals games, so I'm not sure how he looked in the latter portion of the season or if he, if he even got to play in the latter portion of the season. But from the one game I seen, he was not ready to be out there. And so it's, it'll be super interesting to see where he goes, but just I don't know if it was the right decision for the simple fact of there's some people saying he can make more money quicker as an NFL quarterback but he can make more money longer being a baseball player and that's what I don't understand especially especially if Deion Sanders is telling you to go play baseball if someone like Deion um, Russell Wilson was also the other person who said he would definitely choose baseball he's not a good enough hitter to be in the major leagues but Kyler Murray on the other hand is he's a very good base runner he's hella fast and he knows how to hit and he has a good arm so he's actually very solid in that sport as well so he'll definitely be earning his coins but the quarterback position is the highest paid position in the NFL it is the most acclaimed position you are gonna get tons of notoriety but you get hit man and I know they say you can't really touch the quarterback and you don't really get to hit the quarterback, but you still get hit sometimes. And if you could play baseball and not have to get hit at all and make more money and play longer, I just, I don't know. I don't see why you wouldn't. Before I get into Rihanna's pops, allow me to take a hit. Now, this story just broke yesterday, but it was reported that Rihanna is suing her dad. When I first read it, I could honestly see myself doing the exact same thing. 
and not suing my pops but you know because me and him, my pops are kind of solid right now but just suing someone in my like not sue someone just simply because they're a family member and honestly everyone made it seem like she just was being a complete bitch and jumped to us <clears throat> and jumped to this level of pettiness but after doing some reading she's asked him numerous times to change the name of this business she's sent them legal she's had her lawyer send legal letters to their company for them to change the name and for them to stop making it seem like they're associated with her company she's actually take real she's taken real steps she's taken real steps to disassociate the two companies if you're unfamiliar with what he did they obviously have the same last name so everyone i'm sure every female is aware of fenty beauty fenty lingerie line her dad's last name is also fenty so he started fenty entertainment and in doing so it was a regular entertainment company but then he started to use uh rihanna's he started to use rihanna's celebrity and use her likeness to book shows for rihanna so he ended up booking 17 total shows and that payout would have been $17,400,000. He booked 15 shows in Latin America and then he booked one in Las Vegas and one in LA. What the fuck is he doing? Like, Did he not think she was going to find out that he booked these shows? Oh, I tweeted this today after getting into a debate with a stranger on Twitter. I don't think people have an end goal in mind when they do things and that's that's kind of crazy to me because i know exactly where i want my podcast to go and i had an idea of it where i wanted it to go when i started and now that i'm doing it every week and i'm working on it more and more i know exactly where i want it to go and i know how i want it to get there but when a person scams like this and does bad business what's the end goal especially when the person is your daughter are you dumb i don't think rihanna's gonna end up making her dad pay for that 15 million four hundred thousand but the whole purpose of suing him is to obviously make him change the name of the company so he can't continue to do that. Then he's gonna, she's gonna make him pay her lawyer fees. Or I'm not sure if he's gonna have to pay that 15 million because one of the reasons she's suing is for damages. That could, that could be anything. That could be damage to her reputation, her public likeness, and what is that deemed worth? Can they appraise that off those shows that she was supposed to be at and then in turn it does end up being the full 15400000 I feel that any wealth that he has built would be off of his daughter. Any business dealings he's engaged with would be because his daughters put him into a certain position to engage in these dealings. Now, if he then has to pay back all of that money, shit. But, on to the closer. Game of Thrones is back. I'm hella excited. I don't really want to watch the first episode because I know they're going to leave us on a cliffhanger and I'm going to be pissed off. What I was really thinking about doing was just going ahead and skipping the first three or four episodes. That way that Sunday that the fifth episode comes on or maybe the Saturday before that the fifth episode comes on, I could just make a whole day out of that shit and just buy some snacks and, re and just binge watch the first four episodes going into the fifth episode. Because I hate being left with suspense. I'm interested to see where they're going to take the show. So watching the show at Tierra and just and discussing it with a few other people who are also super interested in the show. Because so many people have hella theories, you know. There's the big, I think the biggest theory is probably that Jon Snow's the Ice King. One of the other really big theories I've heard is that uh, Jon Snow and Khaleesi are married. 
and there's so many more that I can't even think of them all right now, but one of the big things that they also just announced was a prequel to Game of Thrones. Uh, same writer, same creators. Uh, one of the people are also coming in from X-Men as well. And I'm more so, and I like the fact that they're doing that because the way they started the show is there's so many things, there's a lot of things that can still be answered. So I think that this was always one of the plans from the beginning in the way it was written. And there's so many stories about, there's so many detailed stories about the things that happened before their time. So it makes you just envision what kind of things were happening. They talk about the dragons or the lives they had to live the swords they were carrying, the wars they were in, uh, the size of the dragons, the size of their kingdoms. The fact that they're actually going to do a prequel and highlight some of these things is uh, it's super interesting. I won't really, I won't call it a red flag, but something that I was slightly weary of is that it's set to take place thousands of years before the Game of Thrones that we're watching right now. And in the Game of Thrones that we're watching right now, I don't really feel like they they do bring up thousands of years ago, I guess you would say, but I feel like the things that they more talk about and the things that would, or the storyline, the storylines that would be more interesting are the storylines from hundreds of years ago. The storylines from just about two or three generations, that's all I would want to, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure they can make it far more interesting going back. I'm sure they could still make it more interesting going further back than that but from what they've already spoken about in the show i think they only need to go back like two or three generations and that'll really make it a really good show hopefully this was a really good show for y'all if not tell me what you feel like could have been better i'm always here for some improvement i'm not going to take it personally if you did enjoy the show i'd appreciate it if you got i would appreciate it if you shared it tell a friend to tell a friend tell your mom's mom to tell her favorite grandkids uh, like it when you see it tell a friend to tell a friend uh, Tell your auntie to tell her kids tell your grandma to tell her favorite kids kids that the swamp life is out That's all I got for y'all. I'll be back next week Peace out